Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of 321 Lay On Podcast, part of Next Level Nerd Network of Podcasts. A couple of things before we get started. Thank you for your patience during the delay. Been pretty busy in real life, and that has put kind of a delay in the podcast recording, but we're hoping to keep going and do some more interviews and keep talking about LARP. And the other note is the end of my audio on this episode got messed up, so I'm going to re-record some questions. If it sounds weird, that's why. So just let you know what's up. Thanks again for listening and enjoy. Welcome to 321 Lay On Podcast, Next Level Nerds, live action role-playing podcast. Joining me today is my brother, Evan. Yo. We all were once first-time LARPers. Um, you know, it can be a little, a little nervous or daunting, uh, I guess, depending on your personality we had an interview with joe about a year ago about his first time he kind of dove right in but sort of one of the unofficial goals of this podcast is to sort of well learn more about larp personally and then uh to kind of raise awareness or educate people get them to try out larp and learn more about it uh so a very interesting topic to me is people's first time and first experience larping um, to see kind of what they thought going in and then what they experienced and what they think now. And so joining us today is Amy. Hello. Hi. She uh, <laughs> came to Frontier Dawn a couple of weeks ago as of this recording, and it was her very first LARP experience, correct? Yes, it was. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Sure. Why don't you just briefly tell us a little bit about yourself? I am 28. Um, I live right on the border of Pennsylvania and Delaware, so like closer to Delaware. You know, I've been like super into nerdy stuff, like for, you know, like fifth, sixth grade, I think is when like everybody first is like, oh, this is what I'm interested in. And yeah. it kind of escalates from there. Sure. And uh, I was always like, like I had my start with like the anime stuff. I think everybody kind of like goes through that weird, like, like weeb phase. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gateway drug, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I got kind of into that. And, like, you know, cosplay escalates from, like, gets you get you get into it. And I had always wanted to do it all through high school. And I was like... Or cosplay. Uh, well, like, cosplay. Like, dressing up and, okay. like, being another character for a day. So, like, LARP for beginners. <laughs> sure, yeah. And uh, I got super into that. Um, but I never had the opportunity to go until I was in my early 20s. And I did Otakon for a few years in Baltimore. Okay. And um, from there, I kind of had like a break off from like some friends who always went. And um, I had gotten into the comic book industry and things like that. And through that, I eventually kind of spiraled into that dark hole of YouTube. And I discovered kelly eden who's an alternative model and i've been watching her for a few years and she actually like maybe like four or five months ago posted a video all about larp and i was like yo i know what this is i've heard of this before i've seen that episode of supernatural (laughs) (laughs) that's the only episode i have seen but go on (laughs) (laughs) um but I watched it and I and like that episode and her YouTube video and I was like, yeah, this is like 
something that I could see myself doing. Um, I don't necessarily need to know people to go into it because you're not really yourself for a whole weekend. So like you can make new friends without the pressure of having to entirely be yourself yeah right offhand so you know like you already see this person and granted everybody's different for a whole weekend but by the time you like introduce yourself and you get to know who people are outside of their character you've already been introduced to their face so you're not really nervous going in and being yourself afterwards hmm. uh yeah i wonder if that's the <laughs> <laughs> the typical well, perspective. <laughs> no, that's great. That sounds uh, way better, in my opinion. It's not what I would have done at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, that's cool. Uh, it's and what was the time frame on that? How long ago? Um. Well, like, so when Kelly put up her video, um, it was all about a group out in California, um, and it's called Twin Mask. Okay. And I joined the group on Facebook. You know, I uh, created my character. I got super into their rule book and their lore and their guidebook. But honestly, like, I don't have the like the funds to go and be sure. part of that group right now. So um, I had reached out to one of the like the the character builder helpers. She's like, she's kind of like a marshal. In a sense, like she works on that, but she primarily handles new characters. Okay. And helps build and make them cohesive to the world that they've already created. The LARP, I think, is like, now this is like a guesstimate because I'm not 100% sure. I think it's like 12 or 13 years old. Okay. And um, she mentioned to me, she said, you know, I'm part of this group called LARP Haven on Facebook. I'll okay. add you. And it's like a worldwide group for people interested in LARP. So I posted on there like offhandedly. I was like, hey, this is where I live. If there's any local groups, can anybody let me know? And um, someone reached out. I'm not, I don't, I think it was Brittany who reached okay. out to me. And um, she was like, hey, here's this group. Um you know, why don't you check it out? See if you're interested. And like a few people had posted and I checked some of them out. And some of them, you know, there's like this edgelord vampire group in Philadelphia. And I was like, I don't want to be just a vampire. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I, I checked out Frontier Dawn and um, actually like fell in love with like the different races. And I mean, honestly, like who doesn't love bobbins? <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's a topic of debate, really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, come on. They're basically hobbits. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got, like, super into that. And then um, I reached out to Josh, and I asked him a couple questions about it. And he was, like, super helpful. And um, I made a couple posts on the Facebook group. And um, Eleanor, um, who plays Tashka, the djinn, mm -hmm. um, from Frontier Dawn. She's the djinn with the blue hair, and she mm -hmm. does all the belly dancing. Yep. Um, she reached out. And she and I became really, really quick friends, like, immediately, within the uh, week before the first game. And oh, that's great. that's what, you know, I my nerves kind of went away a little bit now that I, like, I had gotten to know somebody, and that kind of jumped me into it. Yeah, that's interesting. I actually thought you guys knew each other beforehand. <laughs> yeah, everybody kept saying that, and it's truth be told, we just talked every day, like the week before it actually happened. That's really cool. Yeah, um, 
And one of the great things, you know, I tend to say about LARP is community and, uh, you know, making the relationships uh, and then in person and all that stuff. So yeah, that's really cool. Had you like try to not necessarily coordinate characters, but uh, like bounce character ideas and stuff off each other? A little bit, because um, I knew she was a djinn, and I had made a post um, saying that, like, I wanted to be, like, kind of an obscure character. Like, um, so for me personally, I am adopted. So I figured, you know, you want to start off kind of small, in a sense, where, like, you can relate to your character mm -hmm. instead of, you know, I don't want to do, like, a complete opposite of who I am. I feel like it'd be harder for me. To get into character for my first game so i gave my character ginger and i a lot in common and i had her as a bobman who was adopted by Jin. oh cool so and she was from il parande which made it more you know like cohesive that she would have these weird you know not necessarily bobbin ish traits and that way i could build off from other types of like characters and things like that because that's the one place that they have that's like all different races live there it's sure. not just you know one and i and i was nervous that if i went and said i was from one specific place i might miss mess up i might do something that's not necessarily like right race specific or area specific so i felt like i had you know my little safety net yeah, it's smart. No, I felt the same way. I still yeah. feel that way, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember our first event. Someone either asked Ashton or asked me something that our characters should have known based on our race or kingdom. Yeah. But we, we had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were mostly concerned with getting our costumes ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like the, that was probably the most stressful part. Mm -hmm. You know, like leading up to that. So, like, I just because I get very, like, particular, I'm not good at making things from scratch, but I'm good at working with things that already exist. So that was, like, okay. a big, that was, like, a big thing for me. But, I mean, when I was there, everybody told me I looked great. So I was like, yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I was oh, so yeah. stressed. Get <laughs> right in. Ah, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was mentioning this, uh, I think, on our forums, how we had a lot of new players and you mm -hmm. never would have known they were let alone new to our game, but first-time yeah. LARPers, because uh, you and some of the other new new players just fit right in, looked great, had great makeup and costumes, role-played really well. So, yeah, oh, awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about your character. Because um, um, I know so she was a little bit different. One Another thing I found interesting about your character was, like, she seemed much different character than I would have made would have made so <laughs> curious oh, to hear yeah. more and hear I, about your motivation well I like so going into it like I wasn't sure because a lot of my inspiration like through the way that I've you know I've gone through that whole like I've written I've tried to write my own stories and over the years I've tried to write and do my own like quote-unquote books that never get published sure. or finished and um, for me it's a lot of situational stuff so I had, like, a brief idea of how I wanted her to be going into it. So, like, I knew she was a fortune teller. And the woman, the djinn who raised her, had recently passed away. Um, not because of anything tragic. 
it was all because of natural causes. She was old when she adopted Ginger, and she just passed away. So, um, going into it, I was like, oh, Ginger's, you know, going to this new continent to make money and explore. Because she's, you know, a bobbin. She's through that, you know, the tw- the 20s. Um, I forget, what is it? It's like boffin. I, I think it's boffin. Yeah, something in the uh, there. Yeah, that age range. And uh, so I said, okay, that that works into her character because I'm 28, so I'd be in the appropriate age range. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got into game and I met uh, Reynard, Tim's character, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I like the idea of not necessarily Ginger going there to make tons of money because there's already a character like that. I should add a unique flair to her character and make her one. She wants to be wealthy, but not necessarily in money. She wants to learn secrets. She, you know, will take things in exchange for personal value. As long as it has value or some reason or another, she'll take it because she knows it's worth something to somebody. And that kind of evolved into her maybe not being such a nice person in a sense. So (laughs) I see her as kind of like, you know how in like a lot of fantasy stories, there's always like the weird, creepy fortune teller. Sure. Um, or even like, it, it, yeah, like, or in like a lot of fantasy anime type shows, there's always like the the beautiful fortune teller or like the fortune teller old man, and he's got like his warehouse full of things that people gave up, like Ursula sure. from The Little Mermaid and stuff like that. Like that's how sure. curiosities she's kind of, and whatnot. Are yes, she's kind of evolved called. in my head as she, you know, deals in secrets and such and such, like I said. Um, but maybe when she was in Il Peronde, she learned things she shouldn't have. Mm. And now she's fleeing to the continent, but she's telling people she's there for money. And, um, you know, I've worked the idea through to Eleanor and, um, or, you know, how that's how she meets Tashka. And Tashka, because she sees her as, like, an honorary djinn, takes her in because she knows the customs. Mm. And, you know... Um, with Eleanor, we both said that we we said that our characters are basically the goth kids in the cafeteria that sit in the shady corner in the back. <laughs> nice. Um, so we have those two characters, and we're we're working out more and more ideas um, after the first game, and we're talking a little bit more, and we're thinking of how. Um, we can like incorporate more to the story by adding more like sneaky and dark and shady aspects as opposed to just like hands-on combat because I'm kind of non-combative person. So I'm not super into the whole like whap each other with some weapons. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'll probably do it eventually, but going into it, I wanted to get a feel more of how everything was so um, I made my character more, she's going to tackle all the common skills, so she's going to learn the languages and stuff, and get exceptionally good at hiding. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, like, where I have her worked out right now, um, and I'm, you know, I'm reworking her costume and everything like that to change it up a little bit for the colder months and everything. Sure. 
Well, you already have a way more interesting character than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been playing for a year. So, no, that's cool. And this is a good game for for what you're saying because they do a really good job of appealing to different LARP aspects as far as, uh, you know, you can do the combat and be satisfied with that or you could not at all. And there's lots of people who really enjoy the role playing and they come up with really great stories so yeah uh you, you get a good mix of pretty much whatever you want mm-hmm. yeah you've <laughs> fleshed <laughs> it out and i like that it it seems like you're trying to add something to the game because um, yeah. we were saying that um we wanted to add like a like even like a future opportunity to set up a situation where other characters might talk to each other and in like incorporate it into our own stories of like hearing secrets and hearing, you know, word of mouth mm. stuff. So we've been, um, I know we posted a few things about doing like uh, tea blends and bringing like loose leaf tea in and maybe doing like a tea house kind of idea. Uh-huh. Mm. And, um, because the plan is uh, Eleanor's husband, Jamie, he said he was going to help us to um, set up like almost because you know how we had our corner. We had like that mm-hmm. draped and everything. Um, he was saying we could almost turn the fabric into walls and use like rope up on the banisters and stuff and like drape sure. and kind of like squared off. And, like, have an area where, like, people can physically, like, come in, uh, quote, unquote. A little back room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And so we were we were thinking of doing things like that. Like and, password um, or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. not, not, maybe fish. not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's but the other room I liked... that you're not going to tell us about in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was making jokes. I was like, you know, because you have to make it appropriate. So Ginger's like a madam. But not that kind of madam. She's the madam of a tea house. <laughs> mm, I like it. But she's still learning all your secrets. So <laughs> interesting. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the tea house. Um, mm-hmm. I'd wanted to talk about it and almost forgot about it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No problem. Yeah, it's that's great. Just uh, bringing those events and offerings of you know just ups the immersion. Yeah. That was one of the things that I noticed um, a lot in game that I struggled with is like telling who was in character and who was out of character. So I feel like creating more scenes where you're like a definitive, this isn't an in character area. Okay. Would definitely like add more in a sense. Yeah, that's something we've talked about from time to time in the podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you want to be in character and other people aren't the best thing is to you know kind of create situations where you force them to be in game or you kind of role play harder at them is (laughs) the way we put it sometimes you know it's a role play aggressively (laughs) yeah not aggressively but make it yeah maybe a little over the top or obvious like yeah say their name their character name to them Mm -hmm. you maybe talked a little bit about this but uh your expectations or perception beforehand what what was that like I didn't really like go into it like expecting it to be a certain way because I mean the only other comparison I had was seeing you know other pictures from LARP Haven that group on Facebook okay. and then being involved in the twin mass group on Facebook as well and the twin mass group like I didn't expect this at all to be anything like their group because they've got a group of like over a hundred people and 
you know, they take up this gigantic area and I see the visuals and I'm like, I don't expect it to be like that because they've been around for years. Um, sure. But I did, I did ask questions. I'm, you know, I, I get over eager to learn every little thing that I can and um, be fully prepared for any situation that might happen. Sure. So I was like messaging Eleanor and I was talking to Brittany and I was saying, you know, how many, how many people are, are there going to be there? And they're like, oh, you know, like usually there's like maybe like 30 or 40 people total in the group, but that's probably not the number that'll actually show up. I mean, we never really know. I was like, oh, okay. So it's like a manageable, sure. you know, in my mind, a number. And um, so going into it, I think I was more anxious about like arriving and talking to people than actually physically being in game. Um, oh, okay. But I got I got there ridiculously early, so it, I literally pulled up and there were only four other people there. Oh, like <laughs> Danny and Josh had went to the storage uh -huh. unit and they weren't even there. So like when I pulled up, it was Eleanor and her husband, Tim and his friend. I think his name was Ryan. And I think I said two words to Ryan the entire time. And, you know, Tim is super chatty. So he, like, eased everybody right into it. And then uh, Danny and Josh came. And right away it was like, okay, well, everybody will be here soon. And I got distracted by helping put up tents and unloading my car and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> nice. No, that's actually a good way to, like you said, get in there and meet some people. Yeah. At least get comfortable with your surroundings and whatnot. Um, yeah, we showed up pretty early to our first event, which was just a one day, so we could, because we were super eager to try it out and yeah, and help out and stuff. So met some of the staff and whatnot. So yeah, talk a little bit about after lay on for Friday night. I went ahead and did my NPC shift right away to get okay. it over with, because I wanted to spend all day Saturday. Um, you know, being in character and not having to change and like get into character, then get out of character and then get back into character, um, which was a suggestion to me from Eleanor who said like, that's what she does. And then mm -hmm. she says that was the best way to tackle it. And uh, I'm not so sure that was the best way to tackle it for me, honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> because I had no pre idea of what, an actual combat situation was going to be and I didn't know that you could choose like send them a message and say like non-combat NPC or like kitchen help which I was told to by T later she was like you know you can you can say you don't have to combat with your NPC shift and I had no idea so going into it uh, right off the bat we do the um, the voidlings and the space gecko battle uh -huh. which That's was unofficial it was like, term by the way <laughs> for those that weren't there <laughs> but uh they well that's what they were calling it so that's, that's what they what called I'm it yes. with. yeah <laughs> and um i mean it looked really awesome but and like everybody was super into it but i'm pretty sure i was like that person in the background with like <laughs> flailing around and being like i don't know what i'm doing oh my god 15 people just smacked me in the back <laughs> and, welcome like, to larp Hi, yep <laughs> <laughs> and and I like forgot to loot the first time I got hit, knocked out or like do the looting position and I immediately ran back like searching for him to like pretend to like res myself and everything oh my god it was very overwhelming but mm. I very quickly learned what to expect by being in that and going mm, yeah so I'm not going to do combat for the rest of this game <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe the next one when I go back, but definitely not this one. And it was very, I was very anxious, but um, I think throwing myself into it was better than like hyping myself out like over mm. a longer period of time. Sure. But um, I definitely had more of an idea. And I mean, I think because they had their new they they changed a few things for this game with the way combat was i think they were a little bit more worried about that than remembering i was a new person Mm. (laughs) and so they just kind of threw me into it and then they were like oh yeah by the way if you have any questions let us know and i'm like we're about to go into battle it's a little late now (laughs) (laughs) so i just kind of followed everybody's lead and got knocked out real quick not that i was that mad at it because then i got to watch Mm-hmm. So um, it was educational to stay in the least, and I have a little bit more of an idea what to expect the next time. Yeah, I didn't notice if, uh, <laughs> if yeah. you did well, anything. There were so many people, and I think that was like the biggest criticism from um, Eleanor's husband, Jamie. He was like a permanent NPC. Right. Um, he's done it a couple times, and he said that you know, that group was really large in comparison to what it usually should be. So he's like, don't worry if you were stressed out. I think everybody was stressed out. Mm. (laughs) So that was reassuring. Um, They they were definitely my safety nets all weekend. So (laughs) all my questions, I asked them and it was it was definitely entertaining going through that night and um everyone was awesome like the main group um like everybody running everything the marshals and everything and um you know we got back and they were like anybody tired you know here if you need water your snacks like they were super taking care of everybody and you know that that night went really late and i got to the point i had been up from 7.30 that morning. I had been at school on my feet all day, and then I came right to game from there. And um, I I think it was like 2.30 in the morning, and I just got super lightheaded. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Can I, can I like go to bed early? Is that okay? And Josh walked me back, and he was like, no, you're fine. And uh, so that was really cool, and they were really awesome about that. Nice. Yeah, it's a good group. People take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> And that was one of the first things I noticed was, you know, they they definitely put their players and the people, like, above, you know, just running the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, making sure people are taken care of and having a good time, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Very cool. And then uh, you got up Saturday and started reading okay. fortunes. <laughs> well, the funny thing about... Um, Saturday was in the middle of the night around like 3 a.m. right after I'd fallen asleep my whole tent started leaking because <laughs> oh, of all the rain we got so I actually had to move everything from my um tent into my car in like 3 3 30 in the morning I like my like towel over my head using it as a raincoat like piling everything in my car and um so I woke up a little later than everybody else, I think, because I think I woke up at like 9 30, 10 o'clock as opposed to like 8 30 or 9. So when I got down to, um, when I finally got like all in costume and everything and uh, down to the tavern, 
you know, I'm sitting around waiting for pancakes to come out and the muckins come in and just start attacking everybody. And I didn't even know, like, I didn't have my character sheet filled out yet. I didn't have any <laughs> idea about the skills or anything. And they were like, oh, just tied. And I was like, okay. And they had clearly seen me and I just put my arm up and I'm like, I'm hiding. <laughs> And they, like, they hit me and everything. And I was like, okay, what, what am I supposed to do? And uh, I was like, well, I'm just going to, like, stand in the corner because nobody, nobody really said anything to me. And I want my coffee. I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> so I did that. And then immediately um, Eleanor Tashka, she was like, oh, tell my fortune. So I got kind of, like, thrown into it before giving, like, a proper introduction because I don't mm -hmm. like I think everybody was like already into it by the time I came down so I had managed to make three copper by the time I walked to the NPC <laughs> area and was like oh I'm here to fill out my skill sheet they're like oh do you need to walk into town I was like no I've already made money I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah, yeah I remember I... you coming in saying that yeah so I was like oh okay <laughs> I'm here yeah, the game but, was a running joke. It was like, yeah, tree copper before she even existed or something. Yeah. <laughs> I came into the game already prepared to make money. <laughs> Which was my favorite part. I don't think I made part. any copper this event. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I lost a total, lot helping people buy I think stuff. total for my first game, I made 10 or 11 copper and got like a couple of different items. I think I got nice. like Belladonna, Belladonna and like some Lily or something. So yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't even have to go to a single mod, and I just made all this money. <laughs> yeah, it's a good so, economy, though. Keeps it yeah. up. You guys go out and get the stuff. I'll take it off you. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun, and um, I was super excited that people were into the fortune-telling aspect of Ginger's character because I worked really hard on those cards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, those I, are really nice. Yeah, I I fleshed out all of their meanings like two weeks beforehand. I did all the meanings. I wrote all of them down, and then like the week before, I spent like three whole nights out of that week just like making the cards and like making them like look like I had to do it quickly. Um, but I I made them simple enough that it was cohesive and looked good, and I was mm -hmm. really thrilled that it actually worked out. Um. My one of my favorite parts of the game was actually uh, Yoshi, um, his character. <laughs> he came over and he got a reading, and um, it was like right before a large, very large mod. And uh, he came over and got a reading, and his reading was basically, you know, stop going out and doing things for others without thinking about yourself. And that was like what, and I, and I told him, I, you know, I told everybody who came over, I said, don't tell me what your question is and we're going to do a reading. And I did that for, um, almost everybody. And the funny thing is they tell me what their question is after anyway, after I've already read the cards to them. And, you know, he, he, he laughs at me and he's like, did you talk to another character here today? And I was like, no, I didn't. This is what the cards are telling me. And he's, and he tells me his whole backstory and, we laugh about that, and uh, he immediately goes out to the mod and dies. <laughs> and he comes back, and he looks at me, he's like, I don't trust fortune tellers. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite favorite um, time parts of the, of the weekend, was that. That's funny. Yeah, already getting a reputation in town, too. 
I know. <laughs> You're doing it right. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's a character, so. Mm-hmm. I had a really, like. I had a really great time, like having people like sit in front of me and telling me their backstories. Like, uh, I got um, Natalie, who was another new character, Trouble. Um, she told me, like, she didn't give me like her question, but I did her reading, and she said to me, you know, this first card that you pulled is my character's entire backstory. And I was like, that's hilarious. And she's like, yeah. She, so she, that was really neat. Um, like, she didn't physically, like, tell me her backstory, but she said that it was her character's mm-hmm. backstory. So that was really sure. cool. Um, that, you know, I was if my cards were effective enough for helping people and being, you know, working with the game itself. So that was really, like, satisfying. Now, did you base these cards off of, like, actual tarot cards or any other yeah. kind of fortune-telling? Or you just make it up? Or um, It's, so, for me personally, um, I consider myself eclectic pagan. So, I do do tarot cards on a daily basis for myself. So, I didn't want to, like, bastardize it, in a sense, by making it part of a quote-unquote game Mm, so for me it's like a real thing so like this is pretend it's like a weekend of going out with real people but you're pretending to be somebody else so i wanted to create cards like a tarot deck in a sense that would work in that world that would be its own thing that wouldn't have any real world ties so i took inspiration from actual tarot decks and playing card decks and um you know used tarot meanings as a guide to write my own meetings for the cards and having them represent you know the cardinal directions because everybody knows north south east and west and so i you know associated meanings with those signs um that would translate well because this is a game about a new place and they're traveling, and they mm-hmm. don't know the continent completely. And when you go to a new continent, you're creating the map, and the maps have the cardinal signs. So that's just how that came to in my head. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty creative. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how many uh, fortunes did you tell? Um, I want to say, like... Um, God, I lost count because some people um, I know uh, for example the character who plays Sophie um, she came over and she had me do two fortunes for her one for her and one for her sister in game um, mm-hmm. and so I did that and um, uh, I did a couple but uh, I know Brittany paid for a couple for other characters but she gave me more than one copper to do it so I've like it's the amount of copper I have does not equal the amount of fortunes oh, okay. I actually told. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, but I I, I want to say I did at least like five or six people. Nice. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by next game I can do more. And um, Eleanor says she's going to teach me how to read tea leaves, so I can incorporate that yeah. into the game too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So we're gonna, gonna try and work that in. Menu of <laughs> services. Yeah. Palm <laughs> yeah, card, was, tea leaf. 
I wanted to make letter. a poster that says like fancy a fortune and then like have a different because that's what I was going around and saying all game to like people like fancy a fortune and have that be my like like slogan <laughs> sure anybody say like I make my own fate or something like that or no no um not really everybody was pretty good there were a few people who asked like real life questions and I was like no no don't do that don't do that <laughs> that's weird <laughs> I was like, keep, keep it all about your character. Yeah. Good call on that, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, don't, don't ask real questions. Because then it gets weird. Because if it actually works out and like the cards do that, then I might get a little creeped out. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I I tried to preface before each one. I said, ask ask me uh, about, you know, your character's name or stay. Or I'll like, you know, hold the hand up and be like, stay in character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny do uh is there anything what other things did you kind of like not expect or you didn't kind of foresee going in that you're aware of or learned or experienced um afterwards? i guess like how many actual attacks play take place on the tavern itself because i was thinking to myself like oh i might be a little safe here no i'm not safe there <laughs> think so, again newbie yeah, right? <laughs> so I, I once I figured out, like, after the first morning one happened, I kind of figured out spots, like, where I should be, and especially mm. behind the very tall individuals with the big swords. I was yeah. like, mm, yeah, I'm going to hide behind you. So if anything happens, I can, like, tuck myself into this corner, and they'll see you before they see me. So <laughs> yeah. I can throw my arm up and hide. <laughs> yeah. Anything, like, generally about LARP? Um, mm, no, not really, because, I mean, I, like, I I associate a lot of my day-to-day stuff with, like, like nerdy stuff and, like, mm-hmm. seeing, all, um, like, people who are into cosplay and acting and things like that. So, sure. I watched enough, like... Sure, step or whatever for you. To- yeah, I watched a lot of, like, prep stuff and read prep stuff to get an idea of how it would actually work. Um, seeing people like go into character was interesting though. And like seeing them go out of character was interesting. So it was funny. So my character, I try not to like, for way I see her, I see her as a non-talkative person, which is the exact opposite for me. Obviously I've been like chatting your whole heads off, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. Um, makes our job easy. But for Ginger, I see her as a person who's very quiet and like reply, like very thoughtful before she replies. So I think I few threw a few people off. Like at one point, I, it was Austin was talking to me as his Jin character, and um, he said something to me, and I was just like, "Yeah," and he like looked at me like I was supposed to keep talking, and I didn't. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I hope I didn't offend him by not to keep going." <laughs> So um, it was definitely interesting to see that and then like going out of character and just like not shutting up. (laughs) Mm. So so having the back and forth of that um, for myself was it was kind of easy to, you know, figure out when I was and when I wasn't. Um, And, you know, a few people I was consistently around kind of picked that up. Um, But for other people, it was like really hard for me to figure out 
like when they would break character because there are a couple of people who are consistently like holding their fist up above their head when they would talk out a character so that was super helpful but there were a few people who wouldn't do that and i was like you as a human being sound exactly like your character as that you know particular race when you talk in and out of character so i can't tell if like you are actually angry or if you are just in character right now so <laughs> so what were some of your favorite moments of this event like i had a few favorite moments from games so like there was the yoshi um not trusting fortune tellers moment where he dies and that was funny and then um sophie's solution and she was going around and getting everybody intoxicated and that was hilarious because she went and she got um the one um npc danny's uh grove coconut grove npc she got her drunk really And she came over to the table and was like, oh, you guys are all so beautiful. You're all so pretty. (laughs) This is great. And uh, and that was like my one mod that I went to was the Coconut Grove mod. And it was actually really funny. Um, So the fight starts, you know, the monsters come out and uh, me and uh, well, Ginger and Tashka immediately go and hide in the corner. And um, Danny sees us hiding so she takes two of the coconuts and like has them in character come over and get in front of us and act like they're protecting us from the monsters so that was really funny (laughs) um that's her job yeah so that was a fun part of that was like my one mod that i went to and that was really fun um i i know there were like the big mods but like a lot of the time i think the rain like i think i would have gone out more if it wasn't quite as like rain (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, Like, one of my most favorite moments that wasn't, like, humorous so much, like, so funny, haha, was uh, I powered through to the end of the night on Saturday, and um, I actually got to sit in for, like, a super important part of the storyline of the mirror and learning about um, the city that is like out on the borders and they're trying to get to it to figure out a way to like fight um, these monsters um, I, like and the Icker and everything and uh, um, Josh looked at me at the end and he laughed and he said you know you've gotten more plot sitting for this one mod than anyone has been being in two years in game and I was like, oh, well, good thing I powered through it then. <laughs> that was the only regret I had that weekend was going to bed. Because we caught uh, Tiff as she was walking into t- town. Mm-hmm. And she said one more thing was happening if we wanted to stay up. But you oh, know, yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were pretty beat and we had to drive four and a half hours the next morning. Yeah, so. there were only, I want to say, what was it, like five of us? who um, stayed up and I'm actually really glad I did because, you know, instead of all the side stuff and being quirky and just kind of like casually interacting with people, I got to, my character got to be involved in part of the main storyline. Like I got to help. Um, They were going to write a letter to the Mungo about the history of the city that existed, that they saw that was given to them. And um, I got to help write that letter as ginger. And um, that was really cool that I got to be involved with that. Cause that made me feel more part of the actual game than just kind of like the quiet observer. 
Is there plan on coming in October? Yes. Um, I actually lucked out and uh, um, my new job that I got, uh, they'll give me the, the weekends off for therapy camping, as I very uh, gracefully refer to it. And um, <sighs> so they'll be giving me those days off because I uh, <clears throat> actually, as it, you know, as the schedule works out, my birthday falls on the one weekend. So I'm really excited about that. The November 23rd weekend, right after Thanksgiving, that's my birthday. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. yeah, I'm going to go LARPing. <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone else that has never LARPed before and about to go to their first event? Um, I'd probably say get more involved. Um, I think I was a little too timid. I should have done more mods. Um, I mean, I think I should have honestly, like before I went and had breakfast, like like gone to the actual NPC cabin and been like, hey, like what are skills I should know as someone with four HP? <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think I sh- should have done that more first because you know once I knew that like hiding was a skill, I think I would have been able to go and get more storyline out of mods by being able to hide and not necessarily be involved in the combat quite yet. And learned more about the other players there because there were quite a few people who went to like every single mod that happened. So when I saw them later, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I haven't seen them all day. What else would you like to do in game or would you like to see with your gin corner you got going on? Yeah, well, we, I mean, we did go into the very dark, shady corner that I think most people forget is kind of there. Like, Danny even said, she was like, there was nothing over here last time, so it's so great to have this over here now. And um, yeah. so we're we're trying to work out a way to, like, make it more appealing to people. I know Eleanor does her belly dancing and everything like that, so she's trying to um, help and work coming up with ideas to make it more of an inviting corner for people to come and that's why we we're thinking about the tea and all that to have like an area where you could have a hot cup of tea and sit down with like all the pillows and the ambiance with the, the fairy lights and stuff and hot tea in the coming months <laughs> right for sure. yeah because we're we're thinking uh, we're probably maybe <clears throat> i don't think we're gonna have like the funds for all of the tea blends right away i think we're going to do like a poll and have people vote for which ones they want for this upcoming game and gradually work them in because you know a big bag of loose leaf tea lasts forever so we only like yeah, that's true. yeah so we're gonna we're making ones for all the different races and um, we're really stoked for that because it's, you know, the it'll be interesting to see how people perceive. Because, like, for me, I have an interpretation as a new player. Like, but for, you know, seasoned players, they have an interpretation that might be completely different from mine. So it'll be fun. And, you know, the, the tea blending thing is just like a nerdy, fun thing you can incorporate in and be like, yeah, like... Let's let's talk over this hot cup of tea because it's cold outside. You had a recent Facebook post um, asking about different teas that you want to offer. And it's uh, been one of the more engaged posts of the group in a while. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've, I've noticed I, uh, uh, my, my posts have, have gotten people to be a little bit more active. And I'm real pumped about that because, yeah, because I mean, the other group I'm in... Um, the twin mask one it's like somebody posts and it's like it's like 
three or four posts every minute of every day and like there's two different groups they have a meme apocalypse group and it's like they call it the hype train to get ready for um the games and then they have the general chat and both are super active so like going into this one where it's like so calm and like not very active i'm like and i'm over here like i have a million questions i'm gonna keep posting things talk to me (laughs) Uh, well thanks so much for joining us amy really appreciate having you on yeah thanks a lot Ah, oh, it's no problem. Glad you enjoyed your time at Frontier Dawn and look forward to having some tea and maybe getting our fortunes told. <laughs> Fancy fortune, come see me. <laughs> You've been listening to 321 Lay On Podcast, part of Next Level Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our other shows, Sugar Frosted Cereal for television series, Next Level Nerd Movie Podcast for movies, and the Nerd Herds Gaming Podcast for video game-related topics. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.